Good wow. evening. Good evening. Johnson County and Bradley County representing. Greg and Jeff here to give y'all a high hat. Did I you, just did took like that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I provided visual cues on that one. I mm-hmm. think. Yep. So, Mr. Mr. Jeff. Yes. How was your day today? Uh, a little crazy. Um, you know, Raleigh's getting horrible. I had some appointments in Raleigh this morning. Um, have you been to the new North Hills since they like did it and created that like mini community or whatever? There's like ten blocks of a big city town. There's like you know shops and t- like a ten block area with like bowling alley, grocery store, all kind of shops you can think of businesses you know offices and apartments like high-rise apartments i mean it's all fancy like upscale stuff well it was it was starting to get i mean this was like eons ago it was starting to get that way back in the late 90s anyway yeah and, and it's all that and then it's like kind of like threw up across the street too <laughs> it's it's enormous uh, complex, and when you go there and you spend any time there, I mean, it literally feels like you're in, you know, New York or something. I mean, it's like you have you you can't find anywhere to park. You have to walk everywhere, across parking lots, and all that shit. But and North Hills, uh, is that where like Six Forks? Anyway, is that Six Forks Road? Yeah, right there, right there at Six Forks, across from the old North Hills Mall, which is yeah. all but abandoned now. And then you've got the new gentrified area. Its place, basically. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't been turned into something else because malls yeah. have been a dying breed I'm for sure it will be soon. 10, 15 years. Yeah. They'll probably demolish it and put apartments in there. Ooh, hot off the presses. Thanks, honey. Some material for the show. And these sticky white hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? Did you have a good day? It, I mean, this Raleigh traffic sucks. Well, it's always <laughs> sucked. <laughs> it's stuck for 30 years. It, it sucks of- times 10 now. <laughs> but no, I, um, day off was good. Um, I uh, played oh, in the garden. Right. It's your Sunday. Yeah, it's my Sunday. And uh, played in the garden a little bit. Um, we're getting some <laughs> stuff in. I will give you some... Would you like some gardening advice? I can give it. Always, because we're getting ready to do some tomatoes. See, that's, yeah, we, our tomatoes didn't do as well as we thought. But if you're going to grow hot peppers, please wear gloves when you're cutting them up. <laughs> <laughs> because I, for some reason, I, I like to grow hot peppers. I just like to do that. And I've got a huge uh, Carolina Reaper. Uh, plant. Me too, buddy. Oh, go ahead. I was talking about you thought, you, I, I know what you thought I was going to say, <laughs> and you were going to come in, and you were going to zing. And I see, that's how long I've known you. Do you want me to go ahead and say, I have a huge Carolina Reaper bush, and you were going to, okay. But when you do that, when we you... Are, <laughs> we are kids <laughs> of the 80s. <laughs> Oh my god, we're like twelve years old now. But no, what yeah, I did ahead. 
they, they, they became, they're starting to come in. They're ripe and they're starting to come in. And I like to cut them up and dry them and put them in food to torture myself. But when you cut peppers, wear gloves. Because my dumbass just started cutting peppers, these Carolina Reapers. And I cut them up and I put them in the dehydrator. And I knew enough to wash my hands. And I washed them like for like three, four minutes. And I've been watching. That stuff gets on my skin. It gets on your skin and it does not go away quickly. And so every time I put my hand in water, it'll flare back up again. And, uh, yeah, you've got to put something on it now that I'm thinking about it. I was dumb enough. I didn't use gloves. If you use yeah. gloves, I would have been okay. And don't rub but, your eyes. And don't rub and don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one or two. God, two's probably worse. <laughs> I just thought of that. Good gracious, that would be horrible. Uh, Somebody tells you, you got a hot ass. You bet you uh, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know. Yes. <laughs> but and then no, if you I, ate I, them uh, too, you got it coming from both ends. Well, you, you got you got a uh, you, you got hot lava coming and going is basically what happens. <laughs> Goes down like hot lava, comes out like hot lava. So, <laughs> yeah, I think um you might want to look this up just to check it, but I think like it's either vinegar. I think vinegar would neutralize it, like if you just put some yeah, vinegar, it. like yeah. Dairy products. But it, yeah, milk costs more than gas, though, on those things. You might not want to do that. Or go get no. some Dollar General milk and pour up. <laughs> the cure is worse than the disease in that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the family. Now, that's you remember the family? I'll live with the stirring pain in my ass rather than drink Dollar General milk. <laughs> All right, but and that's no, what that the lighthearted break the ice. Well, that was that was pretty much the highlight of my day. Um, you know, I played in the garden. So a did bit. you go There's to the some... bathroom? So you haven't been to the bathroom since you cut peppers up? I just did it. <laughs> I didn't... You don't have to answer that number two. The no. question was funny enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh... All right. I, I was handless <laughs> pretty much today. <laughs> My aim had to be true today, let's put it that way. You've got no hands, Cotton. <laughs> All right. Enough of the lighthearted banter. Um, let's, we're continuing a topic, and we may need to continue it for another episode after this one. I don't know. We'll see. But last week we were talking about Essentially, college football. I mean, all college sports are affected by it, certainly, but uh, mostly football is the driving force in all this. And um, the expansion news, teams changing conferences, uh, conferences that have existed for 50 to 60 years, essentially, like, poof, they're gone. It's been some crazy stuff. And, um, I mean, there's so many different topics and everything. And last week, I think we felt like we were a little bit all over the place with it. And I think we kind of need to like focus it to the things that matter to us, because those are the things that we want to talk about. 
uh, and number one is the ACC and its future, and then the rest is uh, pretty much everybody else. But before we go any further, and I don't want to monopolize the conversation, I just want to say, as a lifelong NC State fan and alum, there's a, um, I don't want to say hatred, but at least some vitriol or venom towards the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, not so much, you might be surprised, as a sports rival or fans of UNC, more of a, like institutional things, but I won't even get into that. But um, I'm not even going. I had a list prepared, but I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> so, in my wow, book, you hate your deep. <laughs> yeah, the UNC Board of Governors who basically tried to bury NC State back in the Valvano era, um, uh, have actually come back and, and like made pee with, peace with me for, to a certain degree. And we'll get into more of this later. Uh, and it's just what I'm saying is, is when you're looking at the two big pickers, and those are the two, team, the two conferences that are seem to be in control of college football, the Big Ten, and the Southeastern Conference um, are basically cherry-picking what's left of the best in college football right now. And there's not very many, like, really great national name brands out there. I mean, there may be 10, you could argue more, or whatever. Um, But, you know, who's to say, why don't they go and grab the rest of them? Um, And one of the biggest ones on that list, and I would probably venture to argue that the number one team on the teams that are out there still available to go somewhere else is UNC Chapel Hill. National brand, huge national following, the Michael Jordan ties, tons of money, tons of eyes. I mean, I give them all the credit in the world. They have built that and maintained that. So kudos to them. So, but the UNC Board of Governors, I don't know if it's kind of secret or not, have basically said that neither UNC or NC State are leaving the ACC unless the other is secure. Not necessarily going to the same conference, but they got to make sure that the other is in a, a big time deal as well. So it's almost as if they're a package deal in order for them to approve a move to the Big Ten or SEC or whatever. Uh, and the Big 12 is still not a slouch either, but um, with that move, I mean, it essentially saves NC State's bacon. You know what I mean? They're not going to be left out. So you see Clemson and Florida State, um, you know, really pushing the conference to do something or they're going to leave. UNC is the other one. And, you know, NC State's just going to do whatever UNC wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they want them to vote on things, whatever, because they're paired at the hip. I think it's a great idea. Because I think NC State deserves to go somewhere else just as much as UNC. I mean, granted, I'm a homer, but um, I think both both of those teams are going to be fine. I really do. Um, whatever happens, whether ACC survives or both of them move on to the same or different bigger conferences, I think it'll be fine. Um, I'm not worried about the future of those two schools. Uh, everybody else and every other team in North Carolina I'd be concerned with. And ECU is just going to be buried 
and buried and buried. And I hate to see it. I mean, because I actually yeah. have an affinity for them too. Now, now to interject real quick. There was a team that we in North Carolina we hadn't really talked about in all this seismic shift of landscape is Appalachian State. Appalachian mm-hmm. State has has done very well stepping up from, I guess, Division Two to the Division One. I know that's not what you call them anymore, but when they stepped yeah. up and played with the big boys, they joined the Sun Belt, and they have done very well football-wise. And um, I think, you know, if, I think Appalachian State should be something that especially the SEC could potentially uh, look into. I don't know if they are or not, oh, but man. But I mean that that brand has only grown. Now I'm not saying it's the is to the level of a UNC, but over the course of the last just ten a, years, it's the grown. only thing that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of football, I mean, I think there's something there. I mean, I think they deserve in football better than even the Sun Belt Conference. You know, maybe the American or, um, you know, you know something like that. Um, well, I'll, you know, I'll they deserve the to be in better. The American on on, but there, even but I mean, I don't, level. I don't think App State would even be like competitive in a big name conference in any other sport but football. I mean, it would be horrible. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, from football, I mean, there's a lot of great little football conferences. I love Mountain West football. Mm-hmm. I watch American athletic conference games. I think they're fantastic. I like watching some um, Mac games sometimes. I mean, you know, I watch all of college football. I love it all. I mean, it's one of my favorite sports i mean in the fall on saturdays you got football from noon till two o'clock in the morning if you want it right and i'll do it sometimes <laughs> so i don't, I don't know Netflix but i mean tv all day and night yeah yeah absolutely or at least have it on as a background you know yeah. it's always you know the best games always on and you're accompanying your day whatever you're doing but um you know I, here's the thing all right because everybody talks about the ACC survival. I mean, I love the ACC. Um, I think that they've done a wonderful job and I kind of like what the ACC tries to do or like puts out there as like their thing to be like kind of the academic, you know, standard of all the big power five conferences. Maybe so, maybe not. I mean, whatever, but I think that they at least try a little bit harder to keep the tie to an educational institution than the other Power Five schools do, aside from certain teams, obviously. But still, I mean, but all conferences have their good and bad examples there. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, they just haven't kept up. I mean, you know, all these teams that have left for other conferences, they were there for the picking in the past. I mean, the ACC was flat out run into the ground by John Swafford. And the guy we have now is not doing, I mean, I don't think it's any better. I mean, it's just poor leadership, just archaic thinking, no foresight whatsoever. I mean, it's why the ACC is where it's at. And that's why the, the big name teams in the conference are pissed off and want to leave. Um, 
I, I don't know what the future holds. If it somehow works out and they can remain competitive and maybe the third or fourth best conference in college football and still sustain, you know, competitiveness with the other conferences, great. But I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of leaning that I hope the best of the ACC disbands and goes somewhere else. Um, I think Florida State would be better. I think Clemson would be better for it. I certainly think Carolina and State in the long haul would be better for it. Um, I think Carolina's perfect place would be the Big Ten. Um, I don't know if that is for NC State. NC State's might be the Big 12. I don't know. I haven't really put that much thought about a destination other than, you know, they need a little bit better. Both programs do than what they have now. And I'm just thinking in the long future. I mean, really, screw the rest of the ACC. If we can get out and and make our deal uh, and get out of this dot tie-in, what do they call it? The um, the media rights. Uh, the contract. Yeah. Well, not the media rights. The, the thing that holds the conference together where you can't leave without paying like $120 million or something. That's part of it. Yeah, it it is. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's it's part of that contract. So far as I um yeah, it, the exit fee is one twenty, and then you know, kind of the media. The it seems like the conference controls each how much revenue and each television um the rights of each school's television. Uh, the money that they get from that instead of having the teams go out the individual institutions going out and making their own deals so far as like TV yeah. money was concerned that's what Texas did that's what Notre Dame did um, it seems to me that this whole contract so far as like the the money from TV rights it seemed like the ACC the leadership panicked during the first round of conference realignment, when you know you had Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, or you had you know uh, even back when like like Nebraska joined the Big Ten and then and all that stuff, I think they panicked, and I think they locked everybody who was in the conference. Then said, "Okay, we're going to lock up our conference." And make sure nobody leaves, but then they didn't. They didn't have the foresight to kind of go after some of these other teams because they, you know they think you know they thought logistics or anything like that. And while the big, it seemed like the Big Ten and the SEC was like they just took advantage and said, "Okay, well, the ACC is kind of walled up here, and mm-hmm. they just looked west and they just it was like a, almost like a two pronged attack. I mean, the Big Ten swoops in and and plucks four and then the uh big 12 comes in and plucks four more meanwhile you, you know you had the the texas and oklahoma from the big 12 going to the sec and it's like it's like one big massive money land grab and meanwhile the sec mm-hmm. i mean the acc is holed up in a garrison and now that the dust is starting to settle a little bit, the ACC are left with like leftovers and like nothing. The only teams that they can yeah. even try to get is like what's you know, like we talked about last week, excuse me, Stanford and Cal. 
yeah, academically they'd be great, but it do, does nothing to generate re- revenue. And that's yeah. Like and the, here we go right now. I, I feel like I, not to interrupt you, but I gotta make two key points here about things that I'm pissed off at the ACC about. Number one being was that the entire Pac-12 was out there sitting for the taking. Uh-huh. And you, you want to talk about getting Notre Dame to, to join the ACC full-fledged in football. The ACC could have easily gone out to the West Coast and gotten USC, UCLA, Cal, and Washington and invited all four of them to join the ACC. And doing that, there's a couple of natural rivalries already in there. Notre Dame probably would have joined the freaking league. And then the USC, ACC would have been USC set. You have your... Yeah. There you go. I mean, if, and then USC and Clemson, USC and Florida, UCLA too. I mean, we yeah. could have done that, and that would have. I mean, that for sure. I mean, for sure, we could have worked out a, a deal there. Mm-hmm. And and the second thing that I'm pissed off about, um, damn, I already forgot. But while I'm trying to think of that, I'm gonna say screw Notre Dame too for trying to like to hold the ACC hostage. Now, I'm actually a Notre Dame fan. I like Notre Dame. I like, I actually pull for Notre Dame in football. I know a lot of people don't like them and hate them just for their reputation and they're overrated all the time. I get all of that. I understand. I'm just kind of like a nostalgia guy when it comes to that. And I'm, my high school uniform kind of looked like theirs. So that's all there is to that. But I mean, screw them. I mean, Notre Dame. And basically, to use an analogy, is the biggest dick tease there ever was. I mean, ACC is just like some young teenage guy who's never been laid, and Notre Dame is the hottest chicken in school or whatever. And they come to the ACC, and they're all over him and smooch him and stuff. And they let him do some stuff, you know, yeah, we'll play baseball with you. Yeah, we'll play, you know, basketball with you, but... We're not going all the way. You know, home base is football joining too. And it keeps like, well, if you do this for me the way I want you to do this, then I don't know, maybe one day we might go to bed together. Or, you know, so screw down. I mean, it really, at this point, the big six or whatever need to say, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Clemson State, and North Carolina, and say, screw you, Notre Dame. We're leaving this conference unless you join it. Put it back on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to get tough with some of these. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, what pissed me off about the ACC, too. Back a few years ago, when we were reworking our TV deal, this is what John Swafford did to, to the schools at ACC. Not only did he get a deal together where the new deal that we were making was already less money than the SEC and Big Ten were making mm-hmm. per school. So he makes a deal. And these guys have their TV deals coming up the next year or so. So they're going to get even more money. So it's already known. So he comes back to the, all the teams in the ACC and says, hey, this is the best that we can do. And no only on top of that, you have to accept it and sign this deal where it's financially impossible for you to leave the conference yeah. for 12 years. Yeah. You have to sign it now. And so, I mean, that's why a lot of these schools are pissed off now. They knew it was a bad deal at the time. They knew it would get worse, and they've done nothing to try to fix it. So, I mean, even, that's why we are where we are. Put forth the new contracts. Hey, the landscape has changed. Things have changed. We need to do a new contract. They, and I think I was 
referred to earlier, I think the ACC panicked. I think the leadership panicked and tried to mm-hmm. lock everybody down and saying, you know, you've got to sign this. We've got to stick together. We got to, you know, but the deal was horrible. And, and, and the exit fee was so, you know, and, and on top of that, I said, okay, if you want to leave, we're going to make you pay. You're going, it's going to hurt to leave. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in some sense, I mean, I don't, to be for sure, Clemson is looking at this. It's like Florida State's president said the said the silent part out loud. <laughs> That's what you know. And Clemson is probably looking at all this, and you know, and quite frankly, if Florida State was to leave, I wouldn't blame them. Bye, good riddance, whatever. It, you know, you have you've got a good brand, but you haven't been relevant you know, for at least 10 years, and now you're just now starting to get back to being competitive again. Meanwhile, Clemson, I'm sure, is looking at this and goes, you know what? We've been propping this conference up football-wise for at least 10 years. And nobody else has really stepped up and given us a fight, really. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's probably the main reason they've been a national title. Uh, picture so much because the Clemson in the ACC that you know is the one that's even won even national championships that they even get there in those same years playing in the SEC when every week you're playing a powerhouse yeah I mean I mean it's all great but look I think what we need to go here is like let's talk about the people that um, control college football right now the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference. Do you think that those two conferences are legitimately and actively working on getting other schools in? And we'll start with the Big Ten, which is now at 18 teams. Is that right? Let me look it up here. Something I might like need to that. put my glasses on for this. Yeah, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, they're 18. 14. No, they're 18. They're going to be 18. That's- yeah, and then SEC is 16. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. You know they are. <clears throat> they're, they're always looking at more schools. Uh, both both Popwell House conferences are. Um, I'm sure the SEC, especially to keep it ge- somewhat geographically intact um the big ten has said screw it we're going to be coast to coast and they have the sec is trying to pick teams that are more in their region that they could pluck and that's why i think clemson and florida state it's not going to be but so much longer and they're going to both of them are definitely going to join the sec um and yeah i know the the, the biggest thing I say that, but I'm I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you some things that I've heard. Now, it seems like based on the reps of the schools and everything like that, the perfect fit for Florida State, um, Clemson, and Miami would be the Southeastern Conference. That's just my opinion. Other people are different. But um, Florida, who has a lot of pull in the Southeastern Conference, doesn't want another Florida school in the Southeastern Conference. You know, they feel like they kind of have an advantage 
over the other schools because they're the only one in the Southeastern Conference. Plus, it doesn't really bring in any more eyes since Florida already has the state covered for SEC football. You know what I mean? Yeah. And South Carolina definitely does not want Clemson to come into no. the conference. Not that they have any, like, really pull or anything. And, of course, you know, Miami, um, uh, granted, that's a big audience. I think Miami is probably more um, of a, a draw uh, for the SEC because, you know, Florida being at one end of the state, Miami to the other, but Miami's got a huge market. So, you know, but then again, they have no fan base. So there you go. If you could switch location, if you could switch Florida State to Miami and Miami to uh, Tallahassee, it might work out and be the perfect school for the SEC, but I don't know. But the Big Ten, they're, they're, I can tell you quick, that they've been – Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to interject real quick on the Florida before you move on to the Big Ten. And one of the selling mm-hmm. points that you could have made if they were in different conferences, the Florida teams were in different conferences, is that now they will be able to play each other, but they already play each other. You know, Florida State already plays Miami and Florida, and Florida already plays Florida State. It's that whole interstate rivalry, so that that would take away some of the allure of having to jump conferences. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I agree with you there. I mean, you, you know, there's already a rivalry there, and it's one of the things that makes it rivalry are their different conferences. I mean, you're yes. almost like, you know, Florida State's representing the ACC and Florida, the Southeastern Conference, and they're going to get together. Hey, look, you can just look at the ACC in itself, and Florida State and Miami – uh, is nowhere near the, the rivalry that it used to be no. uh, in comparison. I mean, because the, the cool thing about it was back in the day, I mean, when the Big East, actually, it's the Big East, even, they have basketball still, right? That's it. Big I East. mean, they've got, they, yeah. they have baseball. And like other Providence and shit. Yeah. yeah. But they have, yeah, but see, that's a football conference off. Yeah, it wasn't, what? maybe 25 years ago, the Big East was a pretty darn good football conference, you know, and then it doesn't even exist anymore. But, um, you know, it was a different style of play. Like Florida played SEC football and Florida State, which was an independent for a long time um, before joining the ACC. I mean, they all played different styles of football. So it was fun to see how the, the different conference type plays, you know, played against each other. Mm-hmm. But, Getting back to what I was saying before, and I know you're a UNC guy, um, but the biggest prize that the Big Ten has had on, I know for the last 10 years, they've had a hard on for them. They want UNC bad. They want the market, the North Carolina market. They want UNC because they think it would like completely upgrade their basketball league to be like the premier basketball league. You know, and arguably, you know, football as well. And in football, Carolina is always going to be big enough to field a competitive football team. Um, I just want to think to see what you would think about that move for Carolina and, um, you know, if the ACC is going to disband. I mean, obviously the best thing is the ACC to stay together and we get another deal worked out where we're com- at least somewhat more competitive with the other two big leagues. But if that's not going to happen and UNC has to go somewhere, what do you think about Big Ten and what do you think about 
other places if that's not I, the one. I, th I think as an overall package, if you want to talk football and basketball, UNC does make a better choice for the Big Ten. Big Ten would be, you're right, they would gladly, in a heartbeat, welcome uh, uh, UNC. And, of course, you'd have to bring State along with you. Um, but so far as, like, if, if they wanted to do a basket, you know, just purely a basketball with a halfway kind of sort of decent football team, if I'm the Big Ten, I'd be looking at Duke more so than Carolina. Carolina, other than that, you know, flash in the pan they had last year, Carolina basketball is not what it once was. It is a shell. They're living. They're living off the past. I mean, it, it, the brand is still there, mm -hmm. but when you see recruits, and I see it in, in in news headlines or in articles all the time, you see some big recruit, especially in basketball. You see some big recruit, and you see their short list. All right, Duke is always there. You know, um, Kentucky is always there. UNC is there a decent amount of time, but they're not getting the recruits. And this has gone on for like mm -hmm. over 10 years now. I, I would say since the 2000s at least. Um, they're not getting the recruits. So that means, yeah, they're in the conversation so far as the NCAA tournament, but then Duke has done so much more with recruiting than Carolina has. I mean, if I'm the Big Ten, I'd be... Mm -hmm. If you can't get Carolina, go for Duke. Um, Duke would fit in really well in, in Big Ten. I mean, from basketball, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, and, but I mean, and Duke... And, and, and even with... So -so. I mean, they're, they're, from, they're not as they're not as good as, say, Wisconsin, but they're not as bad as Rutgers. Let's put it that way. They would be middle of the pack. <laughs> well, who is? <laughs> God, I mean, Rutgers has got to be like, you know, the luckiest team in, on the planet. Or oh, them in oh. Maryland, as far as that goes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? For being in the Big Ten. I mean, I, I saw an article earlier this week talking about, despite all the money, how Rutgers um, sports um all their programs are just struggling just to keep up i mean they're they just can't i mean they just they have no reputation and they, they you know set the yeah. standard for themselves as bottom of the barrel yeah um i don't know what's the future i don't i don't know i know maryland's not happy and the thing about uh, is that they're it, not doing better when you mentioned maryland it jogged my memory because maryland used to be in the acc they left yeah to join the Big and we Ten. said good riddance, yeah, you idiot. Much. <laughs> yeah, you're just and gonna be buried, and they pretty much are for the most part. Basketball, you know, buried in but best, nothing else, yeah. <laughs> and they've had some flashes in football. I'm giving credit where credit's due, but for the most part, it's it's been a you know, middling or worse for the most part in everything for them. So it's, well, see, it's, it's not going to be an easy transition. They were a middling in the ACC anyway, and then now they're a middling in the Big Ten, and they're getting more money because yeah. the Big Ten the has been the leadership it, has been that proactive and that forward thinking. Um, 
you know, yeah, I'm sure Maryland counts as lucky stars that they left the ACC and joined the Big Ten. Yeah, but, you know, the, the thing about Duke, and, I mean, I agree with you, they got a huge national audience when it comes to basketball. But there's one thing about it that, that the people are not looking at is that Coach K doesn't coach there anymore. I mean, he's the reason, a big reason for, you know, the eyes and his national exposure and all that. And he's not there anymore. So there's not as many eyes on Duke basketball as they used to be. And the type of person that was like just a casual basketball fan and says, oh, hey, I'll pull for Duke because they went all the time. I mean, you're not going to see that as much anymore. I mean, because you don't have all those things that tie it together. And Duke, with their basketball, is kind of like Appalachian State with their football. I mean, granted, the football team's not that bad, but more times than not, they're on the bottom end of the conference. And baseball, granted, they almost went to the World Series this year, but again, the baseball team, even, most part, is on the lower side of the league in ACC. They have no alumni fan base whatsoever. I mean, what they have, like, what, 1,000 or 2,000 graduates every year? I mean, Wake Forest, the same thing. I mean, there's outside of this sole exception of Coach K and Duke National Basketball brand in the past, I mean, they really don't bring anything unless you just bring – I mean, even they don't have the audience in North Carolina. I mean, if you bring them in, you would be drawing like a speckles of national audience from them. You don't bring a whole region with you. I mean, the whole state of North Carolina is not going to be, oh, Duke's our team now because they're in the – I mean, a vast majority of people in North Carolina are state, Carolina, ECU, and App State, as far as sports fans go. And that's pretty much it. I mean, granted, there's some others, but still. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's going um, to be interesting to see if – You know, I think with, that – With Coach K leaving, it's going to be interesting to see if they parallel what Carolina did after Dean Smith left. Because, quite frankly, Carolina has been kind of – trending slowly if not but definitely trending downwards as far as competitiveness meanwhile in the span that in the span that since dean smith left coach k how long did coach k coach after dean smith stepped down what another 20 years yeah when i don't even remember when Smith retired. What year did he retire? Was it early 90s? When did Roy Williams? No, we had to go to Matt Doherty, too, and then Roy. See, Matt Doherty was, was coach. 95? I mean, not bad, not bad, but uh, Roy Williams coached at Carolina, believe it or not, like 20 years. He was there for 20 years. Yeah, I think it was 25 years. 25, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was and a long so, time. And so from the time Smith left, Coach K was still coaching. And he coached and he built and he built mm-hmm. and he built. Now I'm wondering if now that Duke is, and I think Duke is just as much of a, if not more of a brand now, at least basketball wise as, as Carolina. In fact, I think they've surpassed them. And I think they have done that. For yeah. a while. Now it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, what okay. does. Let, me, let me tell you that. Like, hey, hey, hey. Well, you just said that, but I think you give Duke more credit than they deserve. Because I'm going to tell you one reason why. You take UNC rivalry against Duke out of the equation. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying just in basketball, what has Duke got? Nothing. 
You're right. They they don't have much. I mean, they. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and, mm-hmm. and say that they're the. I'm, I'm not saying they're the best all around, so far as all the sports. In order for them to join, to be, mm-hmm. to, to be somebody's prize, such as the Big Ten or the SEC. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Carolina is really that much ahead of them. Man, I mean, you could take. I, I I I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you have no idea how big Carolina sports is, man. You got to look I, into the numbers when we get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about ratings and all that shit because they are. They just are. I mean, uh, you, you know, it's not easy for me to, like, be this brutally, brutally honest about UNC's brand, but it is enormous. It just is, man. It is huge. Enormous. It's. I think, in my opinion, they're the biggest prize still out there. Most coveted one still out there. And as soon as they can find a way to get out, they should. How do you feel about it? I mean, if you had your preference, let's just say Notre Dame completely joins the ACC. We bring in a couple more schools. I don't know. Let's say we bring in. Um, Stanford and Cal and maybe a Texas school, you know, maybe SMU and uh, that'll give us the 18 or whatever. And and maybe we bring in, we can somehow get Kansas or something too for to help with the basketball rivalries or what, and we'll get to 20 schools. Would you prefer that and ACC kind of being like the third or fourth best conference? Or would you prefer to see Duke and State in the Big Ten? I mean, based on where college football is going. And another thing and I want to say, I mean, you, you take, you know, no, I, go I ahead. Let's say, just talk about this. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step up. And and so far as the overall college sports landscape, while it's nice to have, a, you know, a strong basketball um You ha- you, it's nice to have a strong basketball, uh, you know, conference, but the main revenue maker is football, and team and and conferences are going to look, which would allude to the Big Ten going after UNC rather than Duke, and I totally agree with that. But football is what brings in the money. ACC would not. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, Kansas basketball would be nice. It would be good games to watch. You would see your Kansas Dukes every year or your Kansas UNCs mm-hmm. every year in basketball. But that's not what drives in the revenue. And, you know, in, Stanford, in all fairness, I mean, Stanford and Cal don't have tiny audiences. And, 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 and they're typically pretty good in all sports, too. I mean, they are solid programs. You know, they're not bad. Um, I mean, I think they would fit in for the the type of uh, level that that the rest of the ACC is in. They'd fit right in and, you know, they would be right on par with, uh, you know, anybody else in the conference. You know, I would say even the top half of the conference, probably on a consistent basis. Cal? Yeah, Cal and Stanford, both. Yeah. Cal has been horrible. In the for ACC? A long time yeah. Academically. Yeah. I'm not academic, but uh, uh, athletically. 
Now, granted, the only—I mean—that's the, the only reason why you would even think of bringing Stanford and Cal into the ACC would be to for academic prestige. They—they mm-hmm. they do not drive the needle. They do not bring in the football, which is what the they bring. Is. Well, I, they don't bring in the football revenue. I'm just saying it. to make up the gap. They bring you what they do bring is you is a West Coast audience. I mean, what would have been fantastic was to bring all four of those guys on the West Coast to the ACC: Washington, USC, UCLA, and Stanford. Not but it, it, and Cal. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, I think you're overestimating those five. Yeah, I think you're overestimating just how big of the market or the eyeballs that would bring that Cal and Stanford would bring in. I mean, you don't see your oh, football I'm not game saying this like, oh, yeah. Cal and Washington State. You don't. See, the only time oh, you really about, see Stanford is when they play USC or UCLA or Notre Dame or Notre Dame. It's not because of Stanford. Stanford's not bringing mm-hmm. in the eyeballs. It's Notre Dame that's bringing in the eyeballs. It's uh, USC. It's Oregon when they play those teams. Mm-hmm. Now, granted. And, and and you have to be competitive. And ever since Andrew Luck left, they've they've really gone they've gone into the crapper so far as being competitive. And I don't think that bringing and and there's no nothing on the horizon that says that Stanford's going to rise back up to to competitive prominence. So if you bring them, if you bring Stanford and Cal, Stanford could be a mid tier, middle of the conference competitive maybe but cal especially football which is what drives the dollars cal would be horrible i mean you would i mean and and who's going to watch uh, boston college and cal nobody no i mean nobody but i'm just saying is like cal i mean look i'll put it to you this way cal has a, a big audience as far as ratings of watching their sports they have a lot of alumni have a lot of people really proud of that school. So even if they're not winning, they bring the, the you know the the audience with them. I mean, I'm not saying that they're on par with like a Carolina or a Michigan or somebody like that, but I mean they're on par with like Louisville and NC State, which are like you know routinely in the top 25 of like ratings um, in in college football. I don't know if you knew that or not, but but Cal's up there. They're actually Cal has better ratings than Stanford does overall. But I think what they would bring is the, like a, a renegotiation of the deal that you've got some West Coast teams, but you can't just bring on two because it's not fair to them because they're constantly flying each to play. If you'd have brought four or five schools from the West Coast, that makes sense. You know, you've got your little West Coast wing of the ACC where they can always play around Robin against each other and then throw in two or three, you know, four East Coast games or maybe Notre Dame or whatever. Who doesn't mind? They'll travel anywhere because they get paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It just seems like at this point, in my opinion, it's just crap. I think. I mean, you may <laughs> differ, but I think the best. I think the best deal we could possibly see for the schools that we like is that NC State and UNC become the 20th members, not even 20th members of the Big Ten, and they finish it up with us in there because you know from a basketball standpoint instantaneously both those schools i think are competitive 
I think NC State is coming back around, finally. <laughs> uh, and Carolina is always going to be there. Um, and then in football, I mean, it ain't going to be easy. But I think both of the schools are capable uh, of competing and even competing for champion conference championships every once in a while in the Big Ten. Because, you know, if State and Carolina go to the Big Ten, Clemson and Florida State, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, they go maybe off somewhere else too. Maybe they get left behind. But when you think of NC State out on the recruiting trail or Carolina out on the recruiting trail in football and, you know, where we've routinely gotten beat from these big conferences coming in and picking schools, you know, out of our state and in the region just because, you know, of the conference that they're in. Now we're that. Now, if NC State is going head-to-head with, like, you know, West Virginia now for a recruit, I was like, heck no, I'm going to go play in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? I get to play Michigan and Ohio State and Oregon every week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it makes them more appealing schools. There's going to be more eyes on them. I mean, they're going to be yeah. a national stage every week you play Absolutely. football. So I don't know. I, I will say this. If, if Carolina and State, regardless of the, whether they go to the Big Ten or the SEC, if both of them leave, ACC is done. Then if, 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 oh, Clemson, any, if, if Clemson, one team Clemson leaves, the ACC. Hasn't left by now, <laughs> they will leave soon after. Let's put it that way. Yeah. If, if one team leaves, the AC is dead. Yeah. They're and dead. I, oh, wait, I think they already are dead. I, and I said this, and if I, I think I I don't, said this I, last week that I think it's only a matter of time. I think, I think the Barbarians are at the gate of the ACC, and they're just waiting for somebody to blink and pony up that 120 mil to get the heck out, whether it be mm-hmm. Clemson or Florida State. You know, and I think while Florida State, you know, the ACC may say good riddance, but you know that is a big brand. It may it may not be UNC big, but it's big enough to start the dominoes. And just like when, you know, when UCLA and, and USC left to go to the Big Ten, that started the domino effect that brought down the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't, I don't know, you know, I really honestly, truly believe we're at the point here where the NCAA being the governing body over college football, um, those days in itself are numbered. It may be five years, it may be 10, but at some point, I think we're going to see like a, like a break from college football and the NCAA. I think what we're going to see is and we can get into this later because I know we're starting to run a little bit long. But I think you're going to see, like, football clubs, you know, they're, they're club sports in, in, in college right now with soccer and lacrosse and stuff all the time. And I think that's where we're going with college football, too, is they're going to be football clubs, you know, with the loose association with the school. They're just like a marketing branch of the school. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're students. Maybe they're not. But, you know, uh, and that's going to start pissing off that. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. Okay, well, that, well, the, the, <laughs> but I think you'll see that. When you I said, think you'll see, like, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. no. Well, just to interject, you brought up something that's very intriguing. 
when you say it's like when you say clubs, because mm-hmm. now granted this is professional soccer we're talking about. Do you see the sure? Do you do you see these schools possibly doing something similar to what the the uh, English Premier uh, Premier League or La Liga or you know Bundesliga? I think that's no. the German uh, where what, you what have I, these I, clubs. That are I know there's professional as opposed to you know amateur or college, but do you see these big conferences kind of forming something to that effect? Where you have maybe I mean to a certain degree. Well, you know, but they'll still have to be associated with the schools. I mean, because yeah, I mean that's the allegiances or, or what makes it. But I'm just saying that the NCA wouldn't be the governing body that like the schools themselves will come together and form a group of like how this club football participates. And I'm sure there'll be, you know, rules about the kids have to be in school or not or whatever. I mean, that's really irrelevant. What I'm saying is the NCA is done. I still think that, you know, once all the big schools get together and form these clubs, what's left they'll still be so there'll be this club football the big college football that everybody watches and then there'll be you know still like what they consider ncaa college football with all the teams that got left out you know your east carolinas your tulsa's and all those schools like that will still be playing and they'll probably even play for a national championship you know what i mean and that kind of thing which i think would be really cool i'd be cool with all of that at least it would be honest and we wouldn't live with the constant hypocrisy that we've lived with our whole lives that college sport is not a business. You know what I mean? At least they're being honest about it now, you know? So I'm cool. If that's where we're going, let's go there. And I'm sorry for all the schools that get left out, but I hope my school is included into the big times college sports. That's all I got to say. I'm too old to like care about the, the rest of the league now. Yeah, you know, I want to be able to have my team stay, at least have a chance at national relevance, even if they never have national relevance again. And and quite frankly, I think as long if you're a, a current student or if you're an alum alumni, <clears throat> as long as it's on TV, as long as they can broadcast the game, even if your team isn't going to make the national championship playoff or whatever. As long as they air the games, people will watch, people will go to them, people will buy the merchandise, and those teams that get left behind, yeah, they may not make, you know, mega bucks, but the schools will still function, the athletic department will still function. As long as you as long as they still play the games, people will watch. It's almost a field of dreams type thing, you know. If you if you play it, they'll come. Or if you build it, they will come. But if you play the games, people will come to watch. People will come to buy the tickets and the merchandise and support the school of their choice, whatever. As long as they keep playing, people will watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's true because I mean, I didn't go to East Carolina, but my daughter did, and I mean. Growing up, my dad was like kind of a, a, you know, it was his, one of his teams was ECU. He just loved like the underdog story of them all the time. 
Yeah. So I've been like, you know, ECU's kind of been my second team, at least in football anyway. That's pretty much all. Well, they got a really good baseball team. Neither here nor there. Um, you know, even now, I'll, you know, if the ECU is playing UTEP, I'll, I'll put that game on. I mean, I'll watch oh, yeah. it, but yeah. I'll put it on. You know what I mean? And if I, I'll follow enough to know how they're doing in the conference, and even though it's not my team, I'll be like, oh, cool, ECU is, you know, second or third place in the conference or maybe leading the conference. I'm going to really keep an eye on them because they're playing so well, you know? And, and a lot of people, yeah. you know, follow college, you know, sports that way. They're not fanatics about it. They're just casual fans. So I definitely think there's still – there's a wonderful amounts of – college football even down division two and three you know if you want to watch it there's an audience for it there's an audience for all of it but i think where we're headed right now as much as i've been mad about it and angry about it it, it's we're getting to the point is like you know what the kids that are playing the sport and putting their lives on the line to entertain us are actually getting their share of the money now yeah um they're not being held hostage for basically what is their entertainment career which is very short to be held up in their development if they're stuck in the um you know the depth chart somewhere at another school that they couldn't you know it'd take two years to get a chance to to make it at another school you know what i'm saying and now you don't have to sit out i think that's cool i hated that at first but i mean for the kids to actually play in the sports it's really beneficial to them and I really, really like the fact that we're taking the hypocrisy out of it and saying, you know what? There's a lot of money being made here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And it, it's a business. And they need to run it like a business. I mean, it's business first, school second. That's where we're at. That's <laughs> what it's always been. We've taken it out of the shadows and we're doing it out in the front of people. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's going to happen. So you can either accept it or not. I mean, that, that's just my point of view. And then as, even if, even if you, even if somebody, I got a feeling, even if somebody says, well, I don't like all this realignment and I don't like all this, you know, blah, blah. when it comes Saturday and their team is playing, where are they going to be at? They're going to be either at the stadium or they're going to be parked on their couch watching on TV. As long as you put, the, mm-hmm. as long as you're able to see it, they're gonna watch. They may, they may bitch moan and complain about the ways and this, that, and the other. But come Saturday, they just want to see the ball game. I just want to see, yeah. you know, this quarterback do, you know, the hometown quarterback do, does well. I want to see my team do, do well. And so that's well. And, if they're Maryland alums, they're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had to get in there. I usually <laughs> save that for somebody else, but um, it's all right. You got anything else you want to add? Because I, I think it's a good time to, to wrap this one up tonight, I, buddy. I think so, too. I mean, we could we could go round and round ad nauseum and, and dig up pie charts and graphs and this, that, and the other. But I, I think, you know, I think, I think, I think this is a good stopping point. Yeah, and we can talk a little bit more about, I mean, really, the only thing I think relevant of talking about is the, like, last, you know, five to eight teams that's going to be 
picked up by SEC or Big Ten because that's really the only thing that's relevant. And even, you know, nothing even, more, else of a, even more of an underlying thing, and we've touched about this, touched on it like some episodes past, as long as the k- ticket caches, people will watch. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, especially with sports betting and everything like that, more eyeballs are drawn to the TV who could care less about football five years ago. Now, or watching, yeah. as long as the ticket caches, I'm going to watch this game. Yeah. And another thing, too, and we can talk about this another time. I mean, there are um, bubbles in real estate. There's bubbles in any kind of, like, investment-type things. And, you know, I think people have over-invested in sports big time. Like, the NFL and college football contracts that exist now are unimaginable. Um I think that there's going to be a bubble that bursts with that at some point in terms of media deals and salaries to athletes. I could be wrong there, but, and it may not be anything major, but I think we'll see a bubble burst at some point, maybe before we croak, but I don't know. Yeah. It's millionaires arguing with billionaires. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a good point. as, As obscene as, some of these contracts are for star players and the pros. Um, it's nothing compared to what the owner draws in per year from that franchise. And the only thing that's stopping mm-hmm. the owner from like just emptying out their pocketbook is, you know, in college football, I guess it's the NCAA, but in pros, it's the shield. It's the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's the organization says okay puts caps on everything where to keep keep franchises at least at least competitive appear competitive at least but that's that Mm -hmm. when we get into pros and all that guys that's a that's another topic for another day but essentially that's what millionaires arguing with billionaires over a pile of money god what I'm just thinking about it. We could literally turn this into a sports podcast. <laughs> to, there's so many things to talk about right now. You know, we'll have to do uh, maybe in the future like a sports segment, and we'll just fit something in every time. That's neither here nor there. And that's our business. It's not yours, audience, so don't you worry about it. Just thank you for watching. That's all we care. No matter what we say or what we put out there, just watch it and just soak it in and enjoy it and then like it and then comment and then tell your friends about it and share it on Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. That's what you need to do. And we'll worry about it. Yeah. And we'll deal with show content. Damn it. Okay. That's all I have to say. (laughs) That was such a warm, warm outro. I I felt it right here. Well, you have to. (laughs) I'm so appreciative of our audience and you have to reach out and say thank you every once in a while. Yeah. And you have to lead them where to go. In the most aggressive way possible, yep. you did that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, by next week, I want to see 10 shares from everybody who watches this show. And I'm going to check too, damn it. <laughs> he will. He will. Trust me. I've known him long enough. He will do I'm that. Taking, I'm making a damn list. Mm-hmm. He also checked it twice. Cut you off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I that's that. it. All right. I'm Greg. That's it. I'm not. And I'm Jeff. And we just gave you the hi hat. Bye.
Good night, everybody.